whatever. You know, some people say you got to respond to receive. I don't care what you do. You're going to receive because this place is packed with an anointing today, man. I, and I come pulling on that anointing. I don't care if you don't pull on it or you pull on it. I'm going to pull on it for you because I'm expecting something in this place this morning. I'm expecting change in your life this morning. I'm expecting change in my life this morning. And the presence of God is in this place to change. The power of God's in this place to manifest himself. If you've never felt the presence of God, you're going to today. You're going to this week. Because there's power up in here. The power of God's present. And God wants to work. God wants to work. It's no accident that you're here at camp. It's no accident. The devil might have tried to stop you from coming here, but it ain't no accident that you're here. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And you're going to receive it. In Jesus' name, you're going to receive it. What you need, you're going to get out of this camp. I'm going to get out of this camp. I come prepared to receive from heaven. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because God needs you. God needs you. The body of Christ needs you. You are important to him. Well, you say, I'm just a nobody. I'm a nobody. I'm nothing special. I'm just a dirtbag that God chose to use. That's all I am. But see, I'm willing. I'm hungry for him. I want him to use me. I don't care if it's behind the pulpit or it's wherever it is. I want him to use me. I'm hungry for him. Me and myself am nothing special, but I got something special on the inside of me. And that's what drives me and motivates me. And that's what the world needs. That's what the world needs. You might be saying, but you don't know what I've been through. I don't care what you've been through. Because if what you've been through is keeping you from fulfilling God's destiny, then that's what you've been through is going to hold you your whole life. Somewhere down the line, you've got to let go what you've been into, you've been through. And start experiencing some new things. Start going through some new things. Moving on with your life. Don't let the past hold you down. And I don't care how dark it's been. My pastor said, and I believe it, the power of God is so powerful, it'll go into the darkest recess of hell and pull you out and translate you into the kingdom of God. Now get your mind out of hell and get it over here in the kingdom of God or you'll be stuck in hell the rest of your life. I'm vibrating on the inside. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. My dad told me, you need to smile more when you preach. I'm sorry I don't smile when I preach. You're going to have to catch me out of the pulpit. I'll smile all day with you, man. When I'm behind the pulpit, I'm not real smiley all the time. I get serious about the gospel because I know how important it is. I know how vital this is. This, this, this is my life. This is my future. This is my destiny. 
I'm empty without it. I'm a dirtbag without it. I'm a nobody without it. And I've experienced it, and it is good. I'm addicted to it. I am passionate about it. It's not a religion to me. It's a relationship to me, and it's an alive relationship. It's a powerful relationship. It's not go to church on Sunday, go to church on Wednesday. It's wake up in the morning with this hope on the inside of me, consuming me to do something for God, driving me to do something for God. It's not an image thing for me. It's the God thing for me. It's a God thing for me. I want God manifested in my life. I don't want to talk about miracles. I want to see miracles. I want to experience miracles. Not so you can pat me on the back and tell me how anointed I am. Because I know. I know who I am. But I know what I have. I know whom I have. And whom I have is the creator of heaven and earth. Whom I have is the light of the world. Whom I have is what makes me what I am. And where I'm heading. My hope isn't in my tomorrow. My hope isn't in my job. My hope isn't in my career. My hope is in eternity. I'm not worried about my tomorrow. I'm concerned about the world's tomorrow. And that's what motivates me to manifest the works of God to this dying world. That's what motivates me to preach the gospel. Am I perfect? Far from it. That's why I'm saying don't look at me. Look at the one in me. Look at the one in me. The world's looking for hope. Some people in here are looking for hope. Well, hope is here. Hope is here. It has arrived today. Your life will never be the same after today. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Looking for superhero? You got the superhero on the inside of you. You're neglecting what you have. You're looking for the spectacular and missing the supernatural. You want to know what the supernatural is? The supernatural is getting on your knees in your bedroom and lifting your hands and saying, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want you. That's the supernatural. Don't get stuck on the spectacular. We're called to live in the supernatural. I didn't feel nothing. I don't go by my feelings. There's plenty of times I don't feel like a Christian. 
That don't mean I throw my Bible in the trash and walk away from it. That will mess us with your feelings. I walk by faith, not by sight, not by feelings, not by emotions. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Mark chapter 13. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to preach real long because I believe God wants to minister in this place. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Got my clock. Thank you, Father God. Manifestations. Manifestations. Manifestations of God. Get hungry for God. The gifts of the Spirit aren't just for the pastors and the fivefold ministry, man. Yes, in a public setting. If, and if your goal is to work in the fivefold, work in the gifts of the Spirit in a five, in a minute in a ministry setting all the time, your your heart's probably wrong to start out with. It ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's about the kingdom. And manifesting God to the dying world, man. Manifesting God to the dying world. But if you ain't got it, you ain't going to take it out there. If you never wake up, if I never wake up to it, then I'm never going to manifest it to a dying world. Somewhere down in the line, I got to get white hot on the inside of me. And it don't have to be somebody else motivating me to do it. Somewhere down on the line, something's got to click on the inside of me where I wake up to myself and say, I'm going to walk in this. I'm going to walk. I don't care what you're doing. I'm going to walk in this. Somewhere down the line, you got to wake up. You got to wake up. I'll rattle your cage all day long and I might get you excited or I might get you angry. But until you make the decision to do something about it, it ain't going to happen. We don't need no lukewarm Christians right now. We don't need no lukewarm Christians. You're not going to walk in the manifested power of God being a player. Plenty of people playing the game, man. Plenty plenty of people putting on a good show. But where's the power? I don't care if the preacher's on a corner preaching the gospel. If he got the power, I'm going to listen to him. I don't care who you are or where you are. If you got the power, I'm going to listen to you. Because I want God, man. I want God manifested in my life. I'm hungry for it. I'm hungry for it. I'm running after it. I'm going to see miracles. 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 I'm going to see miracles in my life. You're just excited. Now I'm going to see miracles. I don't care what it takes. I don't care who it puts me with or who it takes me from. I'm going to see miracles manifested in my life. Whether God be using me, using I don't care. I'm going to see him, man. I've seen him in the past, but I ain't satisfied with what I've seen. I ain't satisfied with what I've done. I ain't satisfied with what I've experienced. There's more to God. 
There's more to God. Until you wake up, though, you won't experience this. Just be a game to you, man. And then you're going to get bored with the religion. And then the devil's going to come in and start tickling your feelings. Already has. Already has. How can I say that? He tickles my emotions, man. I'm human. All these preachers are human. You think the devil likes us? Until you make it personal, man, it ain't going to matter. It matters my life, and I'm going to see miracles. I'm going to see the manifested power of God in my life, man. I don't care what I got to do. I don't care what I got to do. I want God, man. I want God in my life. I want God in my life. Do you have fun? I have a blast. I want God in my life. Four-wheelers don't satisfy me. Big trucks don't satisfy me. My family don't satisfy me. There's one thing that satisfies me. And that's my God. Everything else falls in line. Everything else comes. I got the trucks. I had the four-wheelers. I, got the, I could go ride horses. I got a beautiful family. But they aren't my source and they aren't my satisfaction. Come, go. They ain't controlling me. I want God to control me. I want God at the center of my life. I want to experience him. Have you, I've experienced him. I want to experience him again. I want to experience him again. I can't live off yesterday's manna. I can't live after yesterday's miracle. I can't live after yesterday's good sermon, even though it was a great sermon preached. I, want, I got to have something today. My God is not a God of the past. And my God is not a God stuck in the future. My God is a God of today. My God is a God of the present. And he wants to do a present work in each and every one of your guys' life this morning. If you will let him. If you will let him. If you will let him, he ain't beating the door down, but if you'll open up the door, you can experience God like you've never experienced him before this morning, right now. Don't got to put it off. Don't got to put it off to the last service of camp. Maybe I'll get my emotions tickled and I'll get moved upon by the Holy Spirit. Experience it today. Experience it now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Mark chapter 13. I'm going to try to get to my passages. I got a good sermon. But I, I, I let the Holy Ghost minister, man. Without him, I'm nothing. I could sit up here and preach the Bible from front to back, man. But if there ain't no one on it, I don't want to. I don't waste my time chasing stuff man i want to be focused 
And I want to be on target with what the Holy Spirit's doing. See, man, I prioritize the Spirit of God in my life. Am I perfect? I'm far from it. But I do prioritize. If there's one thing, is there, if there's one thing that I could say in my life is I hear God's voice. If there's one thing that I value, if there's one thing that I appreciate in my life, outside of anything else in my life, is that I hear God's voice. And I know the Spirit of God. And that is what puts me over in life. See, jobs come, jobs go, economies come, economies go, presidents come, presidents go. But one thing stands the try and true through the test of time. And that's the spirit of God. And that's the word of God. It ain't relevant to my life today. Boy, it ain't relevant to your life today. It's been relevant 2,000 years ago, and it's relevant today because the Spirit of God does not change. The same power manifested in Pentecost is the same power manifested today. There's a reason, though. There's a reason that we're missing the connection somewhere down the line. Do you think the devil wants the power of God manifested on this earth? He's going to come against that with everything he has. Why? Because it's effective. The devil does not like effective things. He likes things void and null and dark and cool. I don't, he don't care if you're a Christian. If you're unaffected, you ain't a bother to him. If you're unaffected, he'll let you go to church. He'll let you guys dress up. He'll let you guys pat each other on the back on Sunday. He'll let you do your thing. Just don't venture out into darkness. Stay over here. Don't venture out into his territory. He thinks it's his territory. Most of the church thinks it's his territory. So we stay over here in our nice little social groups. Everybody's clean. Everybody smells good. Everybody encourages me. Somewhere down the line, you're going to have to get your backside out of there. Quit having to be encouraged all the time. And start encouraging somebody else. Somewhere down the line, it's going to have to become real to you. Or we'll just play church the rest of our lives. And never experience God. Taking them out there where it hurts the devil. Taking it out there where darkness is. Where they don't smell good. Where they cuss. Where they smoke the cigarettes and drink the alcohol and run around like wild people. Now, if you're a baby Christian, I ain't encouraging you to go out there. But if you've been in a church all your life, you've never done nothing for God. Where's it change? No wonder the world's got to turn to turtles and dudes with hammers to try to get hope. Who else is offering it? They can't find you. You ain't exposed to them with the answer. We over here in our four little walls, man, feeling good about ourselves. We might even take a lap every once in a while when I get a tingle and not change one bit. 
somewhere down the line, somebody's going to wake up and say, use me, Father. Use me, God. Use me, Father. Somewhere down the line, somebody's going to get excited and break out those walls. Somewhere down the line, somebody's going to get filled. I ain't telling you to go out there empty, but if you're going to church every morning and you ain't getting filled to go out there, what are you doing? I know you're preachers, and I know they're preaching the Word of God, man. What are you doing? They're filling you up? You full of holes or what? You leaking it all out in the church. Somewhere down the line, man. Somewhere down the line. We want revival, but we don't want to do anything about it. I want to manifest God to a dying world. I don't want to manifest God to the church all the time. I want to manifest God to a dying world because they're going to hell. They're covered in darkness. They're in a stage of hopelessness. And our church is filled with people with no hope. What's going on? When are you going to quit playing with it? When are you going to quit playing with it and get serious about it? I'm not saying you got to be as passionate as I am right now, but sooner or later, man, you're going to flip the TV off and get in the Word. Sooner or later, you're going to do something with the revelations you've been receiving your whole life. God is no respecter of persons. He's wanting to manifest himself, and he needs somebody to manifest himself through. Where's the church at? I'm not perfected, but I do want to manifest God. I do want to manifest, and I do manifest God. I do manifest God. When was, when was, have you ever had someone come up and ask you to pray for them for cancer because they're dying? Do they even know you're a Christian? Can they even tell the difference between you and your schoolmates? I ain't out to please society. I ain't out to fit in with society. I'm out to change society. I'm out to manifest God to society. And I'm not out on my own. I'm not out here struggling by myself. I got something on the inside of me. To manifest to the world. I got a lot of scriptures. I don't know how many I'm going to get to, but I'm going to preach. Mark 13, verse 32. And following. A hopeless Christian. What's a, what's a hopeless Christian? That's like a fish that can't swim. 
ought not to be. That ought not to be. Listen, I'm not telling you I don't have feelings, because I do. I'm not telling you I don't feel hopeless, because I have. I don't live by that. I don't allow that to dictate to me how I'm going to live my life. I got something greater. To you, it might just be a book, but to me, it's a way of life. And the reason you're hopeless is because it's just a book to you. It ain't clicked on you yet. Whenever this clicks on the inside of you, you'll wake up, man, and you'll do something for God. You'll do something for God. Something will come alive on the inside of you that will produce the change that you need produced in your life. Something will become real to you that you'll become the answer that this dying world's looking for out here. Something will click on the inside of you that will begin to manifest the power of God. Well, you know it's not me, but it's the Father. And God wants to use each and every one of you guys in this place to manifest his power. You got the same spirit that all the preachers have. The fivefold ministry is our leadership in the church. They're not your source. The fivefold ministry is here to help us develop, to help us grow. They're not your complete answer. They're an addendum, they're a help to it. If you're looking to the preacher all the time to get you your answer, you're missing it. You got God on the inside of you. That's your answer. Your preacher isn't in your bedroom at night when the devil's sitting there pounding your brains into the ground, trying to drive you into the ground, into destruction, driving you into darkness. He's not present there, but somebody is. The power of God is, and I'm not diminishing the fivefold. I love my pastors. I've been hooked up with my pastors for a long time. I love all the preachers that are here this morning. I feel honored to be able to be in the presence of such men of God. All of my heroes have been preachers. So I extremely honor, honor preachers. I love preachers. So I'm not diminishing their role. What I am saying, they ain't your answer. We bring the answer. We bring the answer into your life. Which is God. Which is Jesus. Which is the anointing in the Holy Spirit. That's your answer. That's your answer. Thank you, Jesus. This is a passage... Jesus speaking, he said, but of that day, verse 32 of Mark chapter 13. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Speaking of the return of of Jesus Christ. Take heed, watch, and he didn't mean watch television either. He didn't mean show up to church and just watch everybody what they're doing either. Take heed, pay attention, watch, and pray. Pray. It says, for you do not know when the time is. I'm telling you something. If you're praying, you know what time it is. 
If you're praying in the spirit, you know what time it is. And I'm going to tell you what time it is. It's time of the spirit. It's time for miracles. It's time for signs and wonders. It's time for the spirit to move in our schools. It's time for the spirit to move in our workplace. It's time for the spirit to begin to manifest itself to this world. That's what time it is. That's what time it is. And in verse 34 it says, this is Jesus speaking. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to keep watch. This is Jesus giving the parable of him leaving. He's telling a story here. I'm going to the Father. He left his house. It ain't the devil's house. Somebody's assumed authority in this picture. This ain't his house. He left me in charge of this house and gave me his authority. So why am I going to let darkness creep into his house? Why am I going to let things begin to creep into my house? The devil's not going to come in like a SWAT team and bust the door to the house down and assume authority over everything. He can't, but he's subtle. He's subtle. Try this. It ain't going to hurt you. He's been lying since he lied to Eve. It's okay. Nobody knows about it. You can do this. It ain't your house you letting that darkness into, man. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Begin to honor that place now. You want to know why it's not manifested? Quit cracking the door open to darkness. The little foxes spoil the vine. It ain't the big thing that's keeping you out of hope. It ain't the big things that are keeping you, keeping you, keeping you tied down. It's the little things that you've allowed in your life. It ain't your house. Jesus said, I give you authority over this house. Now, what are you doing with that authority that he left you with? Close that door. Shut that door. Lock it. There's one thing that darkness produces, and that's death. There's one thing that darkness produces, and that's hopelessness. He's good at it, too. But there's hope. There's hope. I don't care how. I don't care if you slept with the door wide open, and your house is filled with darkness, and your house is filled with gnats. There's hope. There's hope. The blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all unrighteousness and closes the door back up. I don't care what you've done, but until you want it, it ain't happening. Until you say, I need it, it ain't happening. Until you wake up and say, I'm walking in my righteousness. I'm closing this door by the blood of the Lamb, and I'm going to walk my life out, not in my house. 
Not in my house. I ain't allowing darkness in my house. And listen, I don't care if you allowed darkness 10 years before you got here. Today you make the decision, not in my house. I'm closing the door to darkness. I'm walking in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to manifest the power of God to this dying world, not in my house. And as soon as you get aggressive like that, man, you're a threat. You're a threat to the devil. You're a threat to darkness now. Not in my house. Not in my house. It ain't happening here. I've been entrusted with this temple. I've been entrusted by by my Savior to take care of this house of his. He gave me authority to walk in now. I'm going to walk in the authority that he has given me in this earth. Not in my house. Not in my house. You ain't coming in, darkness. The little foxes spoil the vine. It's the little tweaks that you might be messing in. Well, I don't experience God. Check yourself. Check yourself. He ain't beating you up. I don't know your, I don't know your deals. I don't want to know your deals. I know my deals, and I deal with my deals. I don't need to know your baggage, but you know it. God knows it. You, we ain't hiding nothing from him. Don't think you're fooling in him. Don't think you're fooling him. You might be, be able to put, fool off some people. You can't fool off some preachers, I'll tell you that much, because they, they walk in the power of God and discerning. Us. They'll pick it up. They know if you're playing games, man. Don't even try it. Don't even try to play the games, dude. God knows it. You can't hide it from him. Close that door. Close that door. Not in my house. This temple's been entrusted. This temple has been entrusted to me. So I'm going to let the manifested power of God be manifested in this temple. What did he say? To each his work. You got a job to do. God has something for you to do in this life. Quit wasting your time chasing useless endeavors. Get focused on something and go after that like it's red hot, like there's nothing else that matters in your life. Go after that. Shut the windows down, close the door, and go into darkness and shine the light. The light will shine out of the windows. Don't worry about it coming in there. You feel with the Spirit of God. It ain't coming. It's fleeing. Manifesting the power of God. Manifesting the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get somebody to come on the the keyboard? Play some soft music, please. I'm going to pray for some people. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God.